Today in the Joy in the Word podcast, we pick up in the book of the prophet Zechariah. We're in chapter 9. This chapter is entitled Judgment on Israel's Enemies, and it's actually the first of two oracles in this book. And so for the first half of this chapter, he's speaking against the enemies of Israel. It says the word of the Lord came and the it says the eyes of men and all the tribes of Israel are on the Lord. And it goes through and it talks about Tyre and it talks about Ashkelon and it talks about Gaza. It talks about Ashdod and the Philistines and what the Lord is, is doing and taking away their possessions and destroying their power that they will be consumed by fire. The Lord says in verse seven, I will take the blood from their mouths, the forbidden food from between their teeth. Obviously, they're eating food that's offered and sacrificed to idols. It says those who are left will belong to our God and become leaders in Judah and Ikron will be like the Jebusites. But I will defend my house against marauding forces. Never again will an oppressor overrun my people. For now I am keeping watch. And now this portion of the chapter is entitled The Coming of Zion's King. And this is quoted in the Gospels of both Matthew and John in regard to the triumphal entry during Passover. We talked about this in the podcast entitled The Birth of Jesus. Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout, O daughter of Jerusalem. See, your king comes to you righteous and having salvation, gentle and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. And you'll remember that Jesus had sent the people to go and get a foal that had never been ridden. It had never been away from its mom. And he entered to them singing, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the king of Israel. John chapter 12, verse 15, it says, Do not be afraid, O daughter of Zion. See, your king is coming seated on a donkey's colt. It says in the Gospel of John that at first his disciples did not understand all this. Only after Jesus was glorified did they realize these things had been written about him and that they had done these things to him. So they had been written about him here in the book of Zechariah in chapter 9. So it says in verse 10, I will take away the chariots from Ephraim and the war horses from Jerusalem and the battle bow will be broken because why? He proclaims peace to the nations. They will no longer need the chariots and the war horses and the bows and arrows. It says his rule will extend from sea to sea, from the river to the ends of the earth. As for you, because of the blood of my covenant with you, I will free your prisoners from the waterless pit. Return to your fortress, O prisoners of hope. Even now I announce that I will restore twice as much to you. I will bend Judah as I will bend my bow and fill it with Ephraim. I will rouse your sons, O Zion, against your sons, O Greece, and make you like a warrior's sword. And then... This next part of the chapter is entitled, The Lord Will Appear, and it picks up in verse 14. Then the Lord will appear over them. His arrow will flash like lightning. The sovereign Lord will sound the trumpet. He will march in the storms of the south, and the Lord Almighty will shield them. They will destroy and overcome with slingshots. They will drink and roar as with wine. They will be full like a bull used for the sprinkling the corners of the altar. The Lord, their God, will save them on that day as the flock of his people. 
They will sparkle in the land like jewels in a crown. How attractive and beautiful they will be. Grain will make the young men thrive, and new wine the young women. Now moving on to chapter 10. This chapter is entitled, The Lord Will Care for Judah. Ask the Lord for rain in the springtime. It is the Lord who makes the storm clouds. He gives showers of rain to men and plants of the field to everyone. The idols speak deceit. Diviners see visions that lie. They tell dreams that are false. They give comfort in vain. Therefore the people wander like sheep oppressed for lack of a shepherd. Now this brings to mind Hosea chapter 4 verse 6. It says, My people are perishing for lack of knowledge because they have not had a shepherd that has taught them what is true. They have had idols and diviners, people giving them false visions, false prophets sending them in the wrong direction. So it says, my anger burns against the shepherds and I will punish the leaders for the Lord Almighty will care for his flock, the house of Judah, and make them like a proud horse in battle. From Judah will come the cornerstone. Of course, this is talking about Jesus. From him, the tent peg. From him, the battle bow. From him, every ruler together, they will be like mighty men trampling the muddy streets in battle because the Lord is with them. They will fight and overthrow the horsemen. I will strengthen the house of Judah and save the house of Joseph. I will restore them because I have compassion on them. They will be as though I had not rejected them, for I am the Lord their God, and I will answer them. The Ephraimites will become like mighty men. Their hearts will be glad as with wine. Their children will see it and be joyful. Their hearts will rejoice in the Lord. I will signal for them and gather them in. Surely I will redeem them. They will be as numerous as before. Though I scatter them among the peoples, yet in distant lands they will remember me. They and their children will survive and they will return. I will bring them back from Egypt, gather them from Assyria. I will bring them to Gilead and Lebanon and there will not be room enough for them. They will pass the sea of trouble. The surging sea will be subdued and all the depths of the Nile will dry up. Assyria's pride will be brought down, and Egypt's scepter will pass away. And of course, these are two of the nations that have greatly oppressed the Israelites. To close the chapter, he says, I will strengthen them in the Lord, and in his name they will walk, declares the Lord. Now moving on to chapter 11. Open your doors, O Lebanon, so that fire may devour your cedars. Wail, O pine tree for the cedar has fallen. The stately trees are ruined. So he's talking about the destruction to come to the enemies. Now we get an allegory with two shepherds. Picking up in verse four, this is what the Lord my God says, pasture the flock marked for slaughter. Their buyers slaughter them and go unpunished. Those who sell them say, praise the Lord, I am rich. Their own shepherds do not spare them. For I will no longer have pity on the people of the land, declares the Lord. I will hand everyone over to his neighbor and his king. They will oppress the land, and I will not rescue them from their hands. So I pastured the flock, marked for slaughter, particularly the oppressed of the flock. And I took two staffs and called one favor and the other union. And I pastured the flock. In one month I got rid of the three shepherds. The flock detested me. And I grew weary of them and said, I will not be your shepherd. Let the dying die and the perishing perish. Let those who are left eat one another's flesh. 
So this is actually something that is a foreshadowing of what will happen to the people during the destruction of the second temple in AD 70. And according to the historian Josephus, the people actually did turn to cannibalism. And so here it says, let those who are left eat one another's flesh. Then I took my staff called favor and broke it, revoking the covenant I had made with all the nations. It was revoked on that day. And so the afflicted of the flock who were watching me knew it was the word of the Lord. I told them, if you think it best, give me my pay, but if not, keep it. So they paid me 30 pieces of silver. Now, historically, this was a price that was trifling among the Israelites. It was sort of a disrespectful courtesy to say that a deal had ended. And so it says, And the Lord said to me, Throw it to the potter, the handsome price at which they priced me. So I took the 30 pieces of silver and threw them into the house of the Lord to the potter. Now, you will remember from Matthew that this is the amount that Judas Iscariot was paid to turn in Jesus, the 30 pieces of silver. So picking back up in verse 14, then I broke my second staff called union, breaking the brotherhood between Judah and Israel. And the Lord said to me, take again the equipment of a foolish shepherd, for I'm going to raise up a shepherd over the land who will not care for the lost or seek the young or heal the injured or feed the healthy, but will eat the meat of the choice sheep, tearing off their hooves. So this is a foreshadowing of a few leaders that actually existed at that time in the physical, but also a foreshadowing of the Antichrist that will come and lead people astray and do the opposite, the anti of what Jesus would do. He will not care for the lost. He will not seek the young. He will not heal the injured. He will not feed the healthy, but he will devour the sheep. So it says, woe to the worthless shepherd who deserts the flock. May the sword strike his arm and his right eye. May his arm be completely withered, his right eye totally blind. And so that ends chapter 11, and we will pick up next time in Zechariah in chapter 12 with the second oracle.